Bonjour, mes amis. Hello, friends and listeners. Welcome to See It or Shove It. Each week, we'll feature a recap and review of the latest theatrical and streaming releases, and I'll advise whether you should go see it in the theaters, or at home, or shove it all together and pretend it doesn't exist. I'm your host, Greg, and thanks to theater subscription programs, I go and see every movie I can and bring my opinions back to you. Each year, I try to see more movies than I did the previous year. This year, my targets are to see at least 264 movies, with at least 149 of those being in the theater. As of this recording, I am up to 89 films overall and 56 in the theater. I'm inching closer to the 100 movie mark. When will I hit it? Keep listening for updates, and let's get started on this week's episode. At the movies this week, Zac Efron tries to protect his daughter, who has the urge to set things ablaze in the remake Firestarter, and we head into the woods with the comedy Family Camp. We'll also take a look at two streaming series to determine if either is binge-worthy. But first up is the remake of the Stephen King novel Firestarter, starring Zac Efron and Ryan Kira Armstrong. The film opens with a dream sequence where Efron's character, Andy, is having a nightmare about his baby, Charlie, setting her crib on fire using pyrokinesis, which sends him into a panic. We then see a flashback to Andy and his wife, Vicky, in their college days, participating in a lab study where they are injected with a substance that will give them supernatural telekinetic powers. Back in modern day, they realize that they have passed this power on to their daughter, who for the moment has learned to suppress the powers. However, as she begins to grow up and tries to adjust to normal life, she becomes enraged at school when fellow classmates make fun of her for living life free of modern conveniences, such as an internet or cell phones. And this is because her parents don't want to be tracked down by the members of the shop, which is the organization that is looking for them in order to kill Charlie before her powers become too great to suppress. Enter superhuman John Rainbird, who is tasked with finding the family. And when he does, chaos breaks out, and Andy and Charlie go on the lam trying to escape capture. The rest of the movie shows their journey of evading the shop. Now, I never saw the original 1984 film starring Drew Barrymore, nor had I read the book. But I will say, if this film doesn't stray from the source material... I cannot imagine this was one of King's well-regarded titles. The story was incredibly slow and lacking in suspense. Um, As you may remember from a previous episode, I like when horror films terrify me, and this one commits the most egregious sin of horror films. It was incredibly boring. There were absolutely no scares in this, and the scenes that were intended to be scary just left me shrugging my shoulders. I mean, she starts fires. Who cares? So what? Big deal. How is that scary? The film is also streaming on Peacock, but don't waste your time. This fire starter needs to be extinguished quickly and is definitely a shove it. Next up is the faith based comedy Family Camp. This movie focuses on the Ackerman family, whose father Tommy is always too busy to give his family the attention it deserves. One Sunday, As Tommy arrives to church extremely late with his golf cleats on and his visor, the pastor at the church announces it is again time for family summer camp. The Ackermans have never attended summer camp. 
However, Tommy's wife Grace traps him into going in order to make their family stronger. But when they arrive, they find out Tommy forgot to make the final payment. Therefore, they're banished out of the air-conditioned cabins because there are none left, and they have to stay in a yurt tent to share with the Sanders family, who are extremely excited about family camp, if you know what I mean. Annoyingly excited. This sets up the typical odd couple type of situation, where the families bicker with each other, compete against each other, and so on. Now, the two fathers eventually get lost in the woods, and that creates the main drama of everybody trying to find them. So you'll have to watch it to find out what happens to them, or don't. This movie felt like something you'd see on Lifetime or Hallmark. The acting was horrible, as was the script. Every scene was predictable and over-the-top silly. I didn't find the laughs all that funny. However, a man behind me in the theater guffawed the whole time, so clearly I'm not the audience for this sort of thing, and there is an audience out there for it. But for me, this one is a shove it. So that's it for this week's main films. There weren't many new releases this week. They'll start picking up once summer season begins. So to recap, Firestarter gets a shove it rating, and Family Camp gets a shove it rating. Additionally, it's time for my lightning round reviews of the additional movies I saw that may or may not be worth your time in my segment called Quick Picks. The documentary feature, Cheryl, focuses on the ups and downs of the career of the great Cheryl Crow. With unflinching honesty, Crow gives in-depth interviews and kind of backstage access to the events that happened in her life. And if you're someone like me in your mid to late 40s, you'll remember a lot of these things as they happen. It is streaming on Showtime and is a see-it. The timely French abortion drama Happening is a brutal look at one woman's race to find an abortion provider in the 1950s, and is a see-it, but it is graphic and it is not for everybody. Now let's shift to television to see if either of our featured series of the week are binge-worthy in our new segment Binge It or Singe It. This week, I continue to focus on frauds in the news. Last week, I focused on two fraudulent men, and this time, the ladies get their turn at bat. First up is the Hulu series The Dropout, starring Oscar nominee Amanda Seyfried as Elizabeth Holmes, the CEO of the blood testing software Theranos. In 2003, Holmes started the company as a way to democratize healthcare. She invented a machine that allegedly could perform blood tests with just a few drops of blood. Before this, she dropped out of Stanford and convinced her parents to invest her tuition money in the company, and by 2010, the company had $92 million in venture capital and started to draw the attention of politicians and scientists alike, especially Walgreens, who wanted to have these machines exclusively in their pharmacies. During this time, Holmes started to develop an obsession for Apple co-founder Steve Jobs and began dressing like him in black turtlenecks and started speaking in a jarring, deep, baritone voice. Eventually, Theranos bit off more than they could chew and failed to live up to their promises, and Holmes's world started to cave in. The series tells the story, and Seyfried is incredible in this role. The supporting cast includes Naveen Andrews, 
Remember him from the show Lost? Laurie Metcalf, Sam Waterston, and William H. Macy, all great in their roles. The writing is tight and suspenseful and creates a great amount of intrigue as things begin to fall apart. The dropout is a binge it. Similarly, Netflix's Inventing Anna tells the story of Russian-born Anna Sorokin, played by Julia Garner, Emmy winner of the series Ozark. Anna adopts an alias and goes by Anna Delvey, and she begins to hoodwink the rich and powerful in New York City's upper class into believing that she is a German heiress with access to millions of dollars. This leads them to invest hundreds of thousands of dollars in helping her achieve her goal of opening an art theme club. The series also stars Veep alum Anna Klumsky as a reporter who meets with Anna behind bars and begins interviewing those within the con to tell her story. This show, developed by iconic producer Shonda Rhimes of Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, and Bridgerton fame, is taut and moves right along as the web of lies is uncovered in each episode. Garner takes on a role that is a drastic departure from her fierce role on Ozark, and it works for the most part. However, as a character, Anna is very annoying and cloying, and it's hard to even root for her or feel sorry for her. It's actually also amazing how self-absorbed the people she swindled were that they could fall for her scheme. And reading about the actual cases and sentencing, it's even more maddening how much she continues to gain financial wealth from her story with little retribution paid to those she scammed. The series is good, and I'd say binge it. However, if you wanted to choose between this and The Dropout, I'd go with The Dropout. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I'm very grateful. Support your local theaters by going to see some of the movies I reviewed this week or in previous weeks, if the ones this week don't sound very good, which, trust me, they weren't. And come back next time to hear my takes on the latest film releases, including a return to Downton Abbey and the eerie thriller Men. Follow me on Instagram at BrewstersDad73 and rate me where you get your podcasts. And I'll catch you next time. See It or Shove It is recorded in Orlando, Florida, and is produced by Gregory B. Productions. Music by Mysterio Music, all rights reserved.